drank the dark clouds deeper and ran the wild moon hunting alive with fur and feather as omen apparition we left the moon suspended and leapt back onto the ground Good evening and welcome to the Antipodean Arts Podcast. My name is Brodie Ann Wright and across from me is the lovely Fio G'day Palmer. How are you this evening? I'm pretty well, thank you. Excellent. I just want to, before we start, take a moment to acknowledge country. Uh, we sit tonight uh, on Kurilpa land, uh, the lands of the Yagara and Turrbal people, um, beside the river here with these animals, here with these plants, here with the ancient spirits, the elders of the past, Mm. present and future, Mm -hmm. the continuing fight of these peoples and for the betterment of our whole country, all the people who live here, all of the animals, all of the plants, all of the spirits of the stones and the water and the trees, I give my thanks So, we're at episode eight. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Do you know what else has eight in it? What? The Wheel of the Year. Ooh, I love that (laughs) segue. (laughs) That's a beautiful segue. Yeah. So, we thought we would take this eighth episode to speak about the Wheel of the Year um, and how it's going to look a little different for us down under. And in different regions, indeed. And and, um, how... You know, I certainly have lived in different cities um, in in this country. Ha- have you mainly lived here? Mainly Brian? lived in Brisbane. Yeah. But, you've, but you've also spent Queensland. time on the Gold Coast, which is different here again. Very different, and also uh, inland, like Esk. I, uh, I spent a lot of time well, didn't in you Linville. Grow up in Melbourne. I did spend time yeah, in Melbourne. Yeah. So they're my my two experiences. Yeah. I also spent a year in Canberra. We don't talk oh, about it. Sorry, it was Canberra. Fucking terrible. <laughs> sorry. If indeed, because actually I, my, my contact with Canberra Pagans and Witches is limited, mm. but hi, Kimmy, and hi, Lila, too. But may, yeah, maybe one of you two, if you're listening, oh, would love I to would come love on that. because Canberra stuff is actually pretty interesting. And Canberra, that was the one part about that place that I loved was the actual land and the trees. And the, the few memories I have, I was, I was quite young, I was eight, um, were acorns and like autumn and, and Woden Valley and Woden Woden Plaza um and well named for that place yeah um it was beautiful I would love to learn more about it mm. um but yeah for, for me as a young person in the time of my life it wasn't a great place and I also uh, one of the few times I remembered experiencing racism mm. and seeing it mm. and getting um called out for it now all these memories are coming back now I'm thinking about Canberra you were called out for racism? No, oh, that I made it sound like I was racist. No, um, I had um, a First Nations friend, and we were being silly. We we were jaywalking in front of the school, uh-huh. and we got called up in front of my. We're in like, I think we're in Mandarin. I think we were in like language class or something, and mm. we got called up. We had to stand in front of the class, and we got yelled at. And this this disgusting teacher was like. You know, if you want to go walk about and have a cooperate oh in the God. street, you can bloody Wanker. and just kept going off and off and until my friend was in tears. And I remember us both getting detention and getting sent home. That well, was one of the things that 
stuck in my mind about Canberra. So I hope that it, man's having a terrible day. Look, <laughs> he was dealing with an untapped baby witch. I'm sure I threw something his way. Yeah. Um, May he be full of awareness now. Let's hope he's woke. May he be very self-aware now. Very, very, very self-aware. Um, but, yeah, no, it is a beautiful place. It, and all around, like, as I was saying then, the um, it snowed. In, mm-hmm. in Canberra and mm-hmm. there was actual fall mm-hmm. or what what people in the yeah. States would know as fall um, yeah. or autumn um, here. Whereas in, in Brisbane, no. in subtropical Queensland, no. we do not experience that no. at all. It's, um, it's kind of funny, especially because I just came back from the, the, the most southern latitude I've ever been in in the southern hemisphere, which is um, Dunedin in the South Island of Aotearoa or New Zealand. And it it was like, it's, it's below Hobart, yeah. you know, and so... It was like the, the sun. So um, for those of you who don't know, the sun appears to travel through the northern direction um, of our hemisphere as it travels through your southern direction. So the the sun was so low down to the northern horizon Whoa. and it would kind of come up and then go, hello, I'm here. And then it would go down. <laughs> like not as drastic as if you were living in Sweden. Or, or Alaska or something. Or, or something like that where it's like, dark for however many days yeah. or like it or comes, up, or it comes up for an hour and then disappears <laughs> or yeah or it's there forever yeah and your only time of there's no darkness because it's just twilight yeah <laughs> it's just no wonder people are insane um so yeah the wheel of the year right i want to hit you with some history nerd first do it hit me with it <laughs> um so you know many many people know the term wheel of the year and um i guess like the reason it's the the eight spoked wheel of the year is so popular in um, modern paganism is because um, Gerald Gardner and Ross Nichols. So Gerald Gardner was the propounder or founder or something of Gardner and Wicker, and um, Ross Nichols was the head chief of the um, Order of the Bar Order of Bards, Dru- uh, Ovates and Druids, and they um, kind of got together and had conversations about what their groups were doing because in Gardner's uh, covens they were celebrating um, the four cross quarters and calling them things like August Eve, November Eve, February Eve. And I think they also called them by their more Christian names like um, All Hallows or Halloween, um, Lamas, which is a Christian festival, uh, Candlemas, a Christian festival. Um, and and then later on, it was with, I think, the Farahs and the um, the Witches Bible Complete. that, um, And they were living in Ireland at the time where Janet still lives, but the kind of Celtic wave of... Re- um, calling things by their older Gaelic names came into play. So Sarwen, Bealtaine, Lunasa and Imolk. Um, but then the four quarter days, so the solstices and equinoxes weren't emphasized in early Gardner, Gardnerian covens. Um, they would often be let, that's why they're called lesser subbats. They were kind of like um, happen on the nearest full moon. And then his coven in Bricketwood was like, can we please have... Um, can we please have them as their own? And he yep. said, whatever. And beca- <laughs> like, sure, go for it. Um, and so rituals were created for those ones. And um, But that's not the only thing that was happening. Other witchcraft groups at the time, like Cochrane um, groups and other groups, um, like the East Anglian group, um, other groups that we know of that were ha- happening alongside and contempor- contemporaneously to Gardner's craft, were also often marking the four, what we call the cross quarters or the Celtic festivals, yeah. um, which seemed to be kind of common to almost every tradition of European witchcraft I've come across. Um, and the equinoxes and solstices um, are kind of either more druidic, like they're like very, like, because a lot of the old um, Neolithic stone circles or barrow mounds face 
the the rising or setting suns that happen on solstices and equinoxes. So we know that the Stone Age inhabitants of Britain and Ireland were definitely celebrating celebrating them. So yeah. so so or marking those dates absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so for me, like why I why I'm not a Wiccan, but why I um, kind of work with that framework is because of that because there's Same. a deep history to it. Yeah. Also, I feel the equinoxes and solstices, so I ain't gonna just ignore them as a witch. Like yes. they feel very. Um, in, integral to the greater wheel year, mm. um, and I and I kind of like. I'm a, I'm Balinese. We have festivals every day, <laughs> so we have cel- like you go to Bali and you see oh, another ceremony. Yep, another ceremony. That's another mm. ceremony. So I'm not, uh, like having eight is sometimes too little. Yeah, I'm like let's have sixteen. Yeah, let's but, have so, another lot. So the idea of only four, I'm like no, I need eight at least eight because yeah. I need something to look forward to. <laughs> um, so I I do work with it, but I I I tend to. Th- so I have I have several levels, right? I have the in, in some of the traditions I work with in, we, we have particular mythos that we attach to those, what I call hinges of the year or festivals. And so we meet and we can most um, powerfully honour this part of our, um, our gods and spirits' uh, evolution at this festival because it's more obvious then perhaps with the with the coming out of certain flowers um or the dying down of um like when winter you know no matter where you are if there is a cool season or something you could equate to winter where things do contract yes and that can be more equated to things like oh the goddess descended into the underworld, the underworld. she is now mating with the wolf god so i have that kind of inner mythic level but then i also go well what's actually going on in the middle world so i can't be going on about hawthorn and oak no if if that ain't flowering <laughs> you know what i mean so if there's we're also not in that. tasmania or somewhere fabulous where they have yeah clothes. and again where those are definite i mean yes that's true it, in tasmania the the hawthorn i'm flowers, saying that because i'm jealous <laughs> it, at the time of rude mass or beltane and they are still like um introduced species right yes. but it's interesting that like when i was living in Wurundjeri country in melbourne i had an oak tree a quercus in my backyard and watching that was how i understood the kind of tension that happens when you're in a land that your ancestors aren't from, but then you have this tree from a land that your ancestors are from and you're looking at it or I'm looking at it. It's in my backyard and at Lamas, the, like at the first week of February, um, the leaves started turning because mm. I was living in this low latitude that would never happen here. We have one oak tree I know of, a new farm park in Brisbane, and it <laughs> always has its leaves and it looks really sick. Yeah, no. So like here, I'll just stop talking now because I could go on about this forever, but no, here it's like totally different. And I've noticed that since moving from, from Melbourne because yeah. actually it kind of fit there. It does. <laughs> it does. There is an actual winter. And I guess like here, my Brisbane friends, like I live here now, but um, some of my like really, really Brisbane friends, like we have winter, we have winter. (laughs) I guess, I guess that's true, but it is nothing like what I experienced in Canada, what I experienced in um, Britain, uh, what I experienced in uh, Aotearoa, New Zealand or Hobart or or Melbourne. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a different, it's Brisbane winter. It's very different. And we do, we are kind of notorious for, not myself because I love the cold, but a lot of people who are, who are like real sun lovers hate it. They they hate. I know the there's cold. a lot of complaining here. They and complain it's kind of, a lot. It's kind of interesting. It's really. It's like it's twenty degrees. I can wear shorts and a shirt. I often get like, aren't you cold? This and isn't like, winter. This is wonderful. If it stay this temperature all year, I'd be happy. Um, I don't do well in this the is summer some here. people's summers. I know, but that's when it's all relative, right? It is relative. Yeah. 
But it is interesting um, marking things or finding new ways of um, celebrating and integrating the festivals um, into our practice. I don't know. Our bioregion. Our bioregion. And that, that subtropical uh, plants that we surround ourselves with. I actually um, found with my gardening, because I love to garden, um, my way around a lot of, of plants and introduced species and things that I want to grow in pots or grow um, and getting them to, to take off, um, that we have a lot in common with, and again, this is why I love um, hoodoo, but we have a lot in common with the south of the States. Oh, yeah, that would make total sense. For me and my garden and my obsession with New Orleans, like I have I have a, a garden that would fit in New Orleans. Like that's where I... I you know, you could read an Anne Rice novel and we're talking about jasmine and, and four o'clocks and, and magnolia and things like that. Um, ferns and, and really juicy like jungle plants mm. grow so well in, in Brisbane. Um, magnolia Crawford. Oh, I love Magnolia Crawford. <laughs> freaking love, love all of them. Um, now all I can see is that. Sorry, you know, you know how I know it's, you know how I know it's the cool season. I'll call it that, the cool season (laughs) in in Brisbane. Yeah, when the frangipani trees lose their leaves, (laughs) I know they get naked because it's one of the only tree tree species around here that's prolific. That that I can like, oh, that tree is losing its leaves. Oh, it's winter. It's winter. Like that's how I know. And then when they start to the leaves start to form again, it's usually around the first week of August. Our imolk. I'm like, oh, it's imolk. Yeah. Also, wattle. Wattle that is, is a big, big sign. Especially with my allergies, that's mm. when I know yeah. it's thick I, enough. I grew up in Toowoomba, which is a completely different climactic zone, different bioregion, of course, and um, we seemed to have four seasons. I mean, I'm sure if you asked the actually, you know, the, na- the First Nations people of, 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 of that area, they'd be like, what are you talking about? But it, it seemed to equate because there's all these, it's up on a dormant volcano, it's on mm-hmm. the Great Dividing Range. It gets fucking cold. Like in wintertime, you often have to crack ice off your car in the morning. Yep. So I grew up with it and that's where I first started honoring, um, like observing these festivals. So it kind of made sense. And then I moved down into the valley. Yeah. <laughs> off the mountain. Towards the, towards the sea. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> you don't get that here? You don't have oak trees? Because we have so many oak trees I in Toowoomba. But that's again well that's another place that the plants um love uh, uh, brisbane is south africa that's and true we have a lot and of Brazil. south african and brazilian trees yeah. here yeah yeah so um but but up into Wumba or places like that where it was cold enough for people who who immigrated and colonized mm. to plant things that they were familiar with That's why and the they Germans have gone off. Oh my goodness! So is there a big German contingency? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't to Wumba and um, yeah, there's a t- German culture and to Wumba is a thing. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so that would make complete sense. Yeah, and they have a huge flower festival up there in and September and when yeah, all our flowers when all come. the flowers yeah. come out. Well, yeah. you know, the, obviously most of those flowers that are springing up in spring are are um, in, uh, non-indigenous flowers yeah Yeah. so right now we're sort of sitting between imolk and um ostara yeah yeah so we've got the first stirrings more than underway here winds and the echo oh the echo stay away the dreaded lurgy (laughs) the echo lurgy (laughs) 
So um, the ECA, for those who aren't from Australia, is like or the Brisbane. exhibition. Or Brisbane. But no, no, you have ECAs like Oh, no, we're from Queensland, mate. They, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard anyone Like a country fair, like a ECA. state fair. And but a huge one in the middle huge, of the city. Yeah, right in the middle of the city. Um, it started out as an agricultural show and it's it, now a huge thing with rides and Don't everything. they have like weird pagan like festivals yes, go on in there? They that, do. I found like, out. Like, like folkloric things. I should find out for the next episode because I did a little bit of research on it because, yeah, it has it, its basis in agricultural stuff. Yeah. And someone used to come out and like the opening of ceremonies was something very pagan. Yeah. I remember when I saw it, I was like, hang on a second. <laughs> hang on a fucking hot minute. You farmers. Like me at Lent at a Catholic church. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really interesting. I have to find out exactly what they do. But well, Eka farmers, comes down- farm, uh, farmers are often pay credence to older ways because they work. Sure do. <laughs> yeah, and they a lot of them employ their lives. Yes, um, and you'd be surprised. Um, even um, the people who pay for dowsers and uh, and energy workers. That is true. Even at the, even working for the architect practice, international mm. firm where no one would ever talk about that. I know some of the big developers mm. still got people in. They mm. wouldn't tell you that they did it, but they don't build big buildings without their own uh, rituals, that's, definitely, that's of true. breaking ground. Um, so how do you celebrate this time of year? Well, I guess it depends where I am. Like like I said, I have the inner mythic level. But so for me, um, when the spring equinox comes, I in the Wildwood tradition, we mark the time of the ascent of Our Lady. Mm-hmm. So she comes, she rises, she um, the white veil that covered her at Imolk time from when she was dreaming in the underworld from when um, after she'd given birth to her, the promised one, um, that when that di- that kind of disappears. And in some regions, that would be the white covering of snow, which is still there in um, Imolk time. But as she ascends with the sun rising in the east, which is the direction associated with spring equinox she rises and the veil lifts from her eyes and she sees the bullhorned god in the grove and understands the fatefulness of it and calls him king for a day because of course we we often call him prince of paradise but king for a day because you can only ever be king for the day which marks fatefully that he will fall at midsummer mm. and so she kind of curse blesses him as the ladies want to do and then they dance and flirt with each other um and some people would see that um as very heteronormative but often in the wild would we everything's very queer yes. and she um and she like she it could be flirting it could be the best of friends and we also have to remember these are gods they aren't humans so while we like to anthropomorphize them and understand them that way the it the energy of it is more like this like coaxing flirtatious push pull and then we when we get to Bieltana or Beltane as you know and that's the only um festival that um the local wildwood um groups kind of have as public it's yes. this huge crescendo and this hand fasting of the lady and the prince and it's quite which we're going to make you all come to it's quite intense by the way like it's a very (laughs) stunning it's a very stunning ceremony and it's Mm. a very for me it's a very overwhelming one because there's so much power um but definitely for me the time between imolk and um spring equinox is a time i get excited like i'm like i get real horny (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like oh i'm on fire yeah and i often forget like like in the winter time i can get like my horniness can wane yeah and then i forget that i'm actually a beast (laughs) (laughs) and then and then the spring comes and i'm like oh oh dear oh no i forgot What about you, Brody? Lock up your husbands, ladies. <laughs> no, I'm I'm integrous. 
<laughs> Unless they have arrangements. Yeah, look, whatever floats your boat. I will... I'm garden focused, so yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited because I've done the prep that I was meant to and things are appearing and mm. things are growing stronger and stronger every minute. And um, it's my birthday in October, so this starts the beginning of like, <laughs> Of your birthday season. It's my season. It's She's, my a Libran, She's a Libran, honey. She's a Libran, honey. It's my Persephone moment. No. Um, but I Build always need shrine every day. <laughs> With your tears. Um, well, no, I meant that I have a lot of family members and I was born on my grandmother's birthday. Wow. So we're all in uh, in liberate. So w- this for me becomes a really exciting time and That's I'm going to see lots ancestral. of family and, yeah. and also um, the jacarandas come out. Oh. And whenever the jacarandas in Australia come out in Brisbane, yeah. I know that my birthday isn't far away. Yeah. So it's a nostalgia of being a kid and yeah. seeing the purple flowers. But when's your birthday? In October. October 12th. So it's ages away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is the start of yeah. that stirring. Yeah, and yeah. so for and me, you're like, it's this excitement. Soon the jacarandas will be exploding. <gasps> That's soon, it. Soon you'll, they'll be purple everywhere. And then after my birthday, I get miserable because it's going to get too fucking hot for me. But right there Fuck. before that, yeah. I'm very happy. That's true. The t- this like is my in good, this my region, like from like late August to early October, it's like, well, basically the month of September. It's like, it's great. Enjoy it. It's, it's beautiful. Great. There's yeah. um, the, the winds are a big thing that, that we talk about here. Um, around this time of year and That's people true. joke about the echo winds and mm. that on those winds come the flugy, come the d- yeah. dreaded colds and, and things. And it's probably true. It's true. Um, so if you go to the echo, you're destined to get sick. Mm. Um, but for me, it's that when the winds change, I'm air. So yeah. So one of my rituals is don't go to the echo. Yeah, like I just I won't go. Um, <laughs> I like to go and look at the animals, but I don't talk to any children. Um, <laughs> Let's so for me because what my element is air, yeah, and nothing makes me feel more magical than when the wind is up. That's true. Like, I it's like with it when a thunderstorm rolls in, it's mm. the same thing for me. Like, my spine is, is electric. Um, I, I catch my breath constantly, mm. I just in awe of it. And, and the sound when the wind moves through leaves is like. The opposite of nails on a chalkboard, whatever that is. Like it's orgasmic yeah. for me and it connects me immediately to magic. Like there's something and ancient and powerful about it where yeah. I feel very small and very big at the same time. Sure. Dissolved <laughs> into the infinity of all yeah. things. So this is a well, magical time. Supposedly my element, if we're going by sun sign is fire, but I've always, um, that's, that's always felt secondary to my, um, my water thing because mm. my moon is in Scorpio and my sun is in Leo and I have a friend, a good friend who um, is a witch and he always says you can tell a lot about a witch by their moon sign. Okay. Um, you know, lunar, other world, all of that. So so my moon is in Scorpio, which is a water sign and um, the thing for me is the water and what I love about this time of year between, you know, like between, yeah, Imolk and Spring Equinox is you can actually go to the ocean again and not be like, oh, get me out, get me out, I'm yeah. cold. You can go and you're like, oh. And like I used to live on the Gold Coast, which is Gombenberry country, and I um, one of the things I loved to do with my coven was that we would um, d- go do r- rituals around that time on the ocean then we'd plunge. And the other thing is we would often, um, we knew that our our 
I think it was it was either March or April. We knew that the last ritual that we could do comfortably in the ocean mm. because we were a Gold Coast coven. Um, I mean, that coven still exists, but I was in it at a time. Um, was the March or April full moon? We were like, oh, we can go, we can go, we can go to our full moon ritual on the beach, and then we can and then we can night dip. Yeah, uh, and we knew that would be the last time we could do that until and, now. Until until now, yeah. So oh. it's like that when I when I lived when I lived next to the sea, that was a big part of it. Like, yep. And when 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 I lived. When I lived in the Gold Coast, which is a funny place to live. Oh, we're um, going to have a whole show about the Gold Coast. because It's I, a whole other it's world. It's a whole other thing. Yeah, it's it's weird. Um, but the ocean becomes so much a part of one's magic yeah. and one's life. I love that's one of, I mean, you can't just say it's one of its few saving graces because the, the ocean and the beaches on the Gold Coast are exceptional and the they islands off the coast. So we, I mean, we're yeah. so spoiled. We're talking about it. Like it's paradise for anyone else yeah. visiting. Um, but it's got, it's, it's got people that live around there and look, um, <laughs> fucking people, but it, the ocean is a big thing in Brisbane. We're a river city. Um, again, I go back to the new Orleans thing. Like I feel like we're so much more connected to our river. Um, we are further from the ocean here. It's like an inland city or we think of ourselves as being on the coast, but we're not, um, we don't have a big beach from Brisbane. We have a fake beach. We have a fake beach (laughs) in the city, which is beautiful. Um, I mean, Brisbane is on the coast. It is, but it's it's not not. like the Gold Coast is literally high rises and then it's a road and then a surf beach. That's, that's, that's correct. We're more river we are mountain we? valley stuff yeah. yeah and then when you head further up the coast to the sunshine coast uh, then we're back on the ocean that's again a, it's just sometimes an incredible I forget, world sometimes i forget about the sunshine coast someone m- reminded me of it today when i was doing a reading and mm. i was just like they were talking about possibly going to move then i was like oh the sunshine it's coast. just a whole nother world yeah. it's incredible and then you go inland from the sunshine coast and you have Mullaney and you have oh, conondale and Mulaney. you have which a place that you know if you squint your eyes you might be in ireland for half a That's minute true. it's just this whole other green lush land great coffee is grown in Mullaney. really yeah never had it i've yeah. had milk from there i've had milk I've had milk. I've had milk. Like milk. Milk, milk, milk. What? Is that the milk song? I don't know. I, just, I like it. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm curious about you, good mm. listeners. Like, like I'd love I'd love to see a lovely thread on our Facebook um, page about like how, like I'm sure many of you listening would be witches and pagans and, and, and spirit workers who work with something like the wheel of the year. And I'm curious as to how you take that, adapt that, how many levels are there? Like, is there a mythic level for you? Is it mainly bioregional and, and um, like plant-based or um, is it light-based? Because a lot of um, a lot of it is also how dark it is. When does the sun rise and set? Mm. What is the wind doing? You know, and obviously all of this relates to the climate. Yeah. Um, and it's just curious to me, like how, and also like, I think a lot of, like, I think one of the most simple things we can do is um, at the, you know, at the time of the festival, when we're, ta- when we're taught, it is like, just, just look around and what is happening. Like yeah. what, bir- what birds have you noticed um, are nesting or building nests or have left? Like, like something funny is happening to, um, there's all these um, noisy miners suddenly in a tree oh next to God. my house, like out of nowhere. And we hear them at night and they're being really strange. And then the peewees fight them and they fight the peewees. It's a really weird situation. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, wait, this is new. This is new. This wasn't happening a month ago. Yeah. So it's like just you can in an urban environment notice this shit because because life 
goes on, as they say in Jurassic Park. Or life will find life a way. Life will find a way. That's right. As Mr. Bloom. Yeah. So it continues and it's really, it's actually quite easy, especially when one is practicing witchcraft and, and, and observation is a really important We are terribly practice. nosy, so we would love to see <laughs> pictures. And if you do <gasps> feel comfortable taking pictures. photographs of your altar or your or your uh, celebration your or your cooking, I love uh, a big part of my celebrating the Wheel of the Year is cooking. Yeah. I love to cook and you're very certain good at meals it. and different different solstice and, yeah. and uh, cakes and um I've at my new place that I've just moved into, there were these weird cupboards to one side in the kitchen mm. and we couldn't work out what they were for. And my, our friend Lily walked in and she mm. goes, oh my God, the old boy that lived here must have had a homebrew kit. Ah. And I was like, of course. It was. It even had like temperature gauges and stuff inside. Wow. We couldn't work out what it was for. I thought he was keeping chickens in there. Mm. That's where I was at. I <laughs> wanted to keep a chicken in there because then it would be in the house in the kitchen. Ah. Yeah. My mum said no. She Mama. doesn't even live with me, but she was like, it's not fucking no, Brody Brody Ann. Ann. silly. You're How do you know she calls me that when I'm in trouble? How do I know she calls you what? Brody Ann. Like she gives me the full. But I call you Brody Ann. I know. It, I've, so <laughs> we should clarify. I'm used to a lot of people calling me Brody and I do introduce myself as Brody sometimes in the shop because it's easier for people, which oh. I'm trying not to do because I prefer Brody Ann yeah. and I love that you call me Brody Ann. Um, and my mum always, of course, since she came up with the name, calls me Brody Ann. Yeah. But when I hear it like that in that tone, when she's like, Brody Ann, <laughs> you are not going to keep a chicken in this house. Seriously. <laughs> so instead of chickens, we're going to make um, some mead. And mm. I'm going to be experimenting with with um, brewing that in when time you- for solstice. So I would like ah, that for the for end the of the year. For the summer solstice. Yeah, for summer solstice. Summer, summer solstice, honey mead. See, and what's an, in- an interesting thing that I developed when I was living in this region back in the day in 06, 07, was I started to realise that one has to really pray and ask the weather spirits um you know, around midsummer, summer solstice time and like end of December in Brisbane, you kind of have to go, okay, so if it's going to flood, may it be a soft flood. Like mm. you, so that, so those are the things that I yeah. kind of pray around that time. Do you remember fucking yeah. what year was it? I think it was 2011 when that huge flood came in around that time. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually was, I had just gone down to the Gold Coast to visit my mum with my partner at the time and we couldn't get back for a week. Yep. I got the last train to the Gold Coast that weekend because it was my grandmother's funeral. And I think my partner, Damien, he was saying he got trapped in New Farm at a house and he had to stay there for like four days. Yeah. There was a bunch of kids on the couch, like eating whatever they had left. Lots of people got stuck in different places. So we flood in Brisbane as well. So again, I go back to we do pay a lot of heed to the river. Yeah. The river is the great one of this place. She is. Um. We've come to the end of our of our eighth episode. Um, again, I do want to say, please uh, send us some photos, send us some ideas, uh, ads uh, our Facebook page if you haven't already, and stay in touch with us. Um, I would love to hear from you. And thank you for tuning in because this yeah. is amazing, the eighth episode. Yeah, and we made it short and sweet for you We've all. done it. Yay. <laughs> eight for the wheel of eight. Oh. Aren't we great? Do-do-do-do. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Love it. Love Good you. night. Love you guys. Upon the hill that lay beneath the wolf sky, felt the dark clouds falling, an omen apparition. And with the thunder rolling, how preceded the storm. We lay beneath the wolf sky. We lay beneath the wolf sky.
This has been the Antipodean Arts Podcast. Music by Wendy Rule. The song is Wolf Sky.